Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. This is our Valentine's Day episode and I cannot believe that February is marching right on. It is technically Galentine's Day today, which is February 13th, and I just want to extend a happy Galentine's Day to all my ladies out there who are just celebrating their connections with women and our friendships. Uh, We are definitely stronger together, um, and 2021 should be a year of lifting each other up, supporting each other. No more mean girl shit. We don't have time for it this year. Let's be supportive of everybody together. And tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and I knew I wanted to put out an episode about Valentine's Day because I did all of my polling with you guys on my Instagram, and I am so excited to share those results. I put up a lot of different questions about like relationships and love and Valentine's Day, and I thought the answers were really interesting, and as we go through them, I'll share my answers too, Um, but I'm really excited to review that, and then I just thought we'd sit down and talk a little bit about the history of Valentine's Day. I was not super educated on the background. It's a very short bit that I'll give you guys amongst many speculations since the actual holiday goes back, obviously, centuries. Um, But this is the hot take that I pulled from NPR, and I trust them very much. So I will be using their information as a reference point. I've got myself a nice glass of white wine to put me in the mood, and I'm so excited to spend a little bit of time with you as you're listening. We'll get a little, I don't know, I don't think tipsy. I don't think I'm that uh, you know, much of a lightweight, but we'll see where the night takes us. Maybe we'll have like more than a glass. Who knows? But let's get into it and talk a little bit about the history of Valentine's Day. Um, it's long been speculated, obviously, that no one has pinpointed the exact origins of the holiday over the course of history, but we do have a good place to start, and that is with the ancient Romans, where men hit on women by hitting them, period, like physically hitting them. And I know that sounds a little weird, but it's not like in a way that you think. Um, I'm not going to say that this isn't weird, uh, but it's definitely not like an abusive weird. So basically, um, from February 13th through the 15th, the Romans celebrated the Feast of Lupercalia, which is something that still is recognized today. I was looking into that a little bit, and it sounds like people are still celebrating this. Um, but it was about purity and kind of cleansing the city, boosting resiliency and fertility. So men would sacrifice a goat and a dog, and then they would skin the animals, and they would whip women with the hides of animals because they believed that it would make you fertile which sounds really weird, (laughs) but um, women would line up and they would line up to be like whipped with these hides because they truly believed that it would be something that helped instill fertility within their own bodies. So if you're looking for a super sexy Valentine's Day activity because you're not sure what to do, I would, um, you know, highly suggest looking into this if that's kind of your thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> but the festival included a matchmaking lottery, which is kind of where the couples and obviously the romance piece comes in a little bit. So they would do like a matchmaking lottery, like I said, and it would be who you were coupled with for the duration of the actual holiday or festivities. And if the match was something obviously that was really good, it's something that would carry on and essentially it would be the goal that you were matched up with them for the rest of your life or for producing children or whatever it may have been as far as looking at like a marriage standpoint in ancient Rome because we know it was a little frisky, friskier than usual uh, than I would say our more, um, I don't know, traditional relationships that we have in the 21st century. But uh, very interesting stuff here. And as time obviously went on, authors and writers and playwrights such as like Chaucer and Shakespeare romanticized this day within their works. And through there, it gained popularity throughout Britain and Europe. They were saying in some of the reading that I was doing that handmade paper cards became tokens de jour in the Middle Ages for people to exchange with their lovers or romantic interests. And then in the 19th century, there were a mass producing of factory made cards. And then in 1913, our good friends at Hallmark Cards in Kansas City, Missouri began mass producing all of the Valentine's Day cards and like really giving it the modern day hype that we're looking at currently. Based on some numbers in this report, it was a few years ago, so I'm just going to approximate the spendings, but it sounds like on Valentine's Day sales um, across the world, we're looking at about $19 billion in sales for Valentine's Day, which is insane. Um, Obviously, it's a widely recognized day. I was looking into some other sorts of information. And as far as holidays go, Valentine's Day is the fifth most popular day to be engaged um, or be proposed to, which is surprising to me. I thought it'd be a little bit higher, but like Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, and like New Year's was up in there. And I thought that was interesting, but I fully anticipate tomorrow that throughout the day on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, whatever it might be, there will be posts of people either announcing an engagement, a baby, whatever it might be, and good for you. That's awesome. I'm very excited for everybody. Um, I'm just like single AF, so I'll be like celebrating myself, which is still very valid. We should continue to celebrate ourselves and love, and I really truly believe for me, that we should celebrate the people that we love all the time. Um, that's one of the polling questions that we'll get into. Um, but it's really exciting to see just the kind of basic origins of the holiday. And I hope that you guys learned a thing or two. But now we're going to move into learning a thing or two about what everyone else thinks in some of my more modern day questions about love and Valentine's Day. So let's get into it. Alrighty, so I feel like Steve Harvey right now. Like, I feel like the Family Feud music should be playing. And I'm like, come on down. Whatever family um, survey says, you're a lonely bitch. Um, no, I'm really excited to, to go over these. And you guys gave me like some really awesome usable data uh, about like, I would say across the board, like 50-ish people responded to each poll question. And I did this over the course of three weeks so that it wasn't a ton of information up front. And 
Um, I will not obviously, like I said, in my story, share names or like screenshots of the data, or whatever. It's strictly just for my use um, and just for numbers because uh, some to a couple people were like, I'm X, Y, and Z or like I'm responding in this specific way. I won't call them out. I'll just say like one person said this, um, but it is really exciting and cool. And I'm just like, having a little bit of wine, <laughs> extra wine right now, because I'm about to answer these for myself too. So not only am I exposing what the norm is, I would say, and the demographic on my responses were definitely people of my age range. So I would say anywhere from 25 to like 33, I'm 28. So I kind of sit right in the middle. So I think it's a pretty good representation of what's going on within our own demographic, which is really exciting. And there's a good mix of like people who are married, people who are engaged, people who are single, my frisky friends who are, you know, doing their thing. So let's get into it. Let me just take a quick sip of wine here. So the first question that I put up was, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? So the options were, or are you doing anything for Valentine's Day? So the um, options were, yes, I'm staying at home and doing something no, I'm staying in or I'm treating myself as in I'm single or my significant other is away. I did not put an option of going out because I know it's not available for everybody in every state that everybody lives in. Here in Minnesota, obviously things are a little bit more open. So we're eligible to like go and do things, which is really awesome at some capacity, but I know it's not an option for everybody. And I just didn't put it on there, honestly thinking. So 14 people said they were doing something at home. Um, 12 people said that they were staying in and 15 people said that they were treating themselves, that they were single or their significant other was away, which is, that was really nice. That's a really even spread. Um, as far as I know the first two are kind of the same, but I thought that was really nice. I myself am treating myself. I'm just staying in. I think I'm gonna, I don't know, have like a nice breakfast and just like kind of take the day slow. I'm working on like a lot of moving stuff still. So I know it's like not really sexy, but it's sexy in the way that like I'm chasing my dreams. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but I think we'll have like a nice dinner. And I know like since I live with my family, my mom was like, do you guys want anything? Like, do you want cards or whatever? I said, the only thing I want is like Snickers. If you're gonna give me candy, give me Snickers. I don't want, I don't need a giant heart full of like nougat and then some other shit that I don't like. And I don't like biting into random candy and being like, oh, I hate this. Um, so I'll be staying here and probably just doing something like, I don't know, maybe give myself like a pedicure or whatever. I just feel like there are just simple things that you can do. Maybe a face mask, maybe, maybe like a bubble bath, whatever you might be doing, but that's what I'll be doing. Um, and maybe just like catching up with a few friends, like who knows? <laughs> so the next question I posed was, do you like Valentine's Day? So 11 people said, yes, I love it. Nine people said, no, it's a gimmick. 25 people said we should celebrate people we love all the time and then one person said I do some things or I do a something so my significant other doesn't get mad and I love that that was like such an unpredicted measurement I mean other than like we should obviously celebrate people that we love all the time but the spread between like yes I love it and no I hate it was so good I was really interested to see like who's behind some of those answers um it was really cool but I am very much like I said just previously somebody who thinks that like we should celebrate people that we love all the time um Valentine's Day is super sweet I've had amazing Valentine's Days I have been very fortunate to receive some very very sweet gestures from people that I was dating at the time for Valentine's Day and I appreciate it so much. And one person took like the extra steps of like taking an extra 
measure to send something to my family that I was staying with at the same time. So that was like really sweet. And I'll, I'll get into that later. But um, I do think that we should always be giving the people we love, you know, an equal amount of love all year round. The next one was, have you been in love? 36 people said yes. Three people said no, which made me sad. And seven people said I thought. And I was like, oh, knife in my heart. Um, I think I'm a part of the group of like, yes, I've been in love. And like, I thought I was in love. Um, I think in the moment, I've really been truly in love with people. But obviously, like coming out of it, you're not, obviously. Um, I totally give credit to, I would say like two relationships I've really felt like I've I've been in love in. And I don't discredit that. I think that we were very much in love at the time. And when the time came to end those relationships, they were over and that's okay. Um, so that was really interesting. Like I said, no, I was like, oh God, but the right person will come at the right time. Like what's meant for you won't miss you. And when you know it and you feel it and you experience it, like you will be so happy. I wish that the most for people that you lean into love or like lead, like lead your life with a little bit more of an open heart. Moving in kind of the same vein of love, I asked what's your love language? And this was super cool to see. Um, with the five love languages, I can't remember who's the author on that book, but I think it's fabulous. I think it's a really awesome way to connect with the psychology of love and um, the drives that people have in relationships and partnerships. Wonderful stuff. So, oh my goodness. So um, 15 people said words of affirmation. That is me 100%. I think quality time is really up there with me. I used to be like, very into quality time but now I think after this year and I've spent so much time alone and so much time really appreciating like my alone time and reclaiming my power in that that maybe it's bumped down a little bit words of affirmation like in all aspects of my life a little pat on the head a little recognition a little acknowledgement goes so so far for me so I'm right there with the 15 of you five people said physical touch I thought that would be way more 13 people said quality time because we're all clingy bitches. Um, six people said acts of service. Two people said gifts, but the two people who did outreach me about gifts said that it was more about experiences like a trip or something like that or like a concert or a show. Um, not about like, I bought you this diamond bracelet because I cheated on you and I hope that I will still have your affection by this material item. <laughs> and one person said, I'm a little bit of all bitch. And I thought that was amazing. <laughs> Well-rounded individual. So those were super cool to see. Really fun as far as seeing where people like words of affirmation quality time. They're up there. I would love to see on a bigger scale kind of what the spread is. But I thought that was really interesting. So if some people are doing this for Valentine's or if you're doing something for Valentine's Day, I basically asked like what you were doing. And I realized that I asked this out of order, but that's okay. It's just the way that data comes sometimes. So um, seven people said they were doing dinner with somebody. Uh, one person said that they were doing a movie or binge watching something. 11 people said that they were doing self-care snaps for you. Amazing. And then 20 people said that they were doing a combination of things, which I think is really sweet. I think that you know, you can do, you know, dinner and 
I don't know, maybe like you have dessert and like a glass of wine or like you listen to music or whatever like your favorite pastime is. I think that's really sweet. Um, I'm not like a movie gal, period, like even pre-COVID times. Like I don't want to sit in a movie theater with you. We can't talk. I'm a talker through movies and shows. And I don't really sit down to watch movies unless like I really feel compelled to see something, which is close to never. Um, So I was like eh, on the movie and binge watching But love to see so many people out here doing self-care. Oh, love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Moving into like the weird side of love and like the more modern side of love, I was shocked, shocked at the answers for this because I think I had higher expectations of all of you, but maybe, um, maybe I'm just better than you. No, I'm kidding. But I said, is ghosting the most graceful way out of a dead end fling? Three people said, yes, better than a conversation. I have one question for you, three people who answered this way. Who hurt you and why are you the way that you are? That is trash behavior. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't even remember who answered it, but... I don't like that. Even my notes from that, I just was, I'm like reading the numbers, but I couldn't see the end of my page. And I literally wrote, who are you? So glad I'm still feeling the same way. 21 people said, no, it's terrible. And 21 people said, I don't know. Life is complicated. I really didn't expect this. I really thought it to be something very different. I'm very much somebody who thinks, no, it's terrible. And I think you should be upfront and honest about what the fuck your intentions are. And if you go on a date, thank them for their time. Say, I had a really great time getting to know you. I don't feel like we have a great connection. And to respect your time and mine, I think it would be best, you know, not to pursue something, but I'd really enjoy like being your friend or whatever you want to end it as, you guys, your time is not more important than someone else's. Everyone's out here looking for love. Everyone's trying to make a connection on a deeper level than just some fake bullshit. And no one wants to sit through a really painful second date that nobody wants to be on. A mutual ghosting, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's okay. Like I said in my previous episode, like I went on a date and we were like, "Mm, bye, see you later, hope you see you never. I think a mutual ghosting is okay. But as long as you've made the effort of like following up with them after the date and then you don't like hear back and it's just like not okay and then you're just kind of like, "Mm, okay, like whatever. Um, But if you're not mature enough to sit down and like really respect somebody on another level of just saying like, I want to respect your time and mine, I don't think that we have like a romantic connection, but I really enjoy getting to know you and thank you so much for going out. Get with it because we're all in like at the late 20s. We're on the back end, back nine of the 20s. Some people in their 30s. If we're not doing that, like I don't even, th- I don't even know if you should be dating. Like if you don't even uphold a standard for a stranger to respect their time on the most basic human level, like I don't really know if you should be dating. I don't want to date you if that's a problem. So that's just my opinion. <laughs> moving to like some more I don't know like would you rather like turn ons turn offs situations so is the phrase making love a turn off for you to be honest like I don't care I'm gonna take a sip of wine here really quick I think there's really vulgar ways of saying like everything that's like going on in your sex life 
A lot of people said, 17 people said, no, I don't care. Um, 28 people said, no, not really. And 29 people said, yes, I hate it. Why? I guess I don't like really know. Like, I don't, I don't hate it. Like, it's just like, it's whatever. Like, I think there's levels to all of this. Like, like there what there's like three levels like yeah we had sex okay like great like you had casual sex like you have you're if you're in a relationship like yeah you had like sex on day to day whatever if you're like fucking like you're having like drunk sloppy like rough whatever if you're making love like that's like such an like intimate experience and like so close and like I think it comes from like a really pure and very deep level of connection you guys, there's like all sorts of stuff. Like I asked Adam this and he was like, I really hate like British slang for like shagging or like whatever. I think that's hilarious because it just makes me think of like Austin Powers. But, <laughs> you know, there's there's lots of different words for it. To me, it, it has really no, no like heavy meaning um, and doesn't bother me. If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, we like connect on like a really deep level. Like that's amazing. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, ew. Um, so to each their own, it was a really like steep change from, I don't care to like, no, not really. And yes, I hate it very even on the, on the spectrums of like, I don't care. And like, yes, I hate it. I also pose a question of if you were to have a new partner, which scenario would you prefer? This was also very interesting. (laughs) So 30 people said, yes, rich. So very rich, generous, but not physically attractive. 20 people said not physically attractive, but good in bed. You horn dogs. And then six people said (laughs) extremely attractive, but kind of mean. (laughs) I fall into the very rich and generous, but not physically attractive because like you can't buy morals and values. And if you're just like morally bankrupt, like... Eh. Um, I don't know. I don't think I could. I'm really big into physical attraction. If I was not physically attracted to somebody and I was in a, like a physical relationship with them, I think that would be so, so hard on a connection level for me. I would not be in it. And I'm just like not here for anyone who's mean to me. If you're fucking really hot and you know it and you're kind of a dick, I think you're kind of a douchebag in general. So like all the money in the world can't fix your fucking attitude. <laughs> In the same vein of like physical attraction, I also said, would you be upset with somebody um, if you were with them and they never felt comfortable being affectionate with you in public? 34 people said, maybe it depends on my dynamic. 32 people said, yes, I would feel offended. And seven people said, no, I prefer that. I would say if I was posed this question to myself maybe like two years ago, I think I would be like, no, I prefer that. Like, I'm so not into PDA. I'm so not here for it. I don't like it. Like, whatever. Um, I would feel offended if somebody never made the, like, move on me or, like, tried to, you know, be, like, a little bit affectionate with me in public. Like, not holding my hand. I'm not, like, a huge hand holder, but, like, not, you know, like, a small you know, like hand on your back or like holding hands or like a quick kiss or like whatever, like nothing in public, I would be like, my, my partner's like repulsive, you know, like, or I'd be like, they, they don't like me or this really sucks. Like I would feel really sad, um, now because now I'm more of like way more into empathy and like way more into affection and leaning into that. Um, I'm just more comfortable with it. 
I totally understand, though, both sides. Like, depends on the dynamic, of course. Nobody wants someone who's, like, hanging on them 24-7. And if you're a really touchy couple and, like, physical touch is your love language, you like, no, you shouldn't be shamed for it. I think it's really great. I think there are levels of, like, acceptance in public. Like, I don't need you guys to be, like, so overtly affectionate that, like, everyone at the table or, like, whatever is noticing. Um... But on the on the flip side, um, if you're not affectionate at all, like that just might be the dynamic that you have and that whatever it might be um, and what works for you does not define everyone else's opinions of your relationship, like whether it's successful or not. I think that the spectrum is really interesting because there's such a fine line of like what's acceptable and like what's not essentially um, and like what's normal and what's not normal. Uh, there's a lot of psychology behind this, but I think that I would fall into, I would be a little bit offended, um, but also I would depend on the dynamic. It also depends on the social situation too that I'm in. I'm not like really comfortable being like super affectionate in front of like my family, like with somebody that I'm with or like right at the beginning and things like that. Or if I was at like a work event and things like that, not okay. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting question. I also asked if you found out that your significant other loved you very much, but was not physically attracted to you, what would you do? And this kind of is like a great question on the backside of the first one that I just asked, but 55 people, which is almost 100% of people who said maybe depends on the dynamic and yes, I would feel offended, said that they would feel horribly rejected, which I think lines up pretty well. Five people said, just go with it. It's not a big deal. And eight people said, I don't think I'd care. So between the five and the eight, like the seven people before that said of the question about PDA, no, I prefer that, lines up really well with like, just go with it. It's not a big deal. But like, where were the people who crossed over from, I don't think I'd care. (laughs) And I feel horribly rejected. Um, I would love to like go back and actually look and track and trend and see and maybe like touch base with those people and be like, why did you choose this? And then chose that. Um, it'd be interesting to see the answers behind that, but it feels like a lot of people will be pretty sad if they were not physically attracted or their partner was not physically attracted by them, which I very much fall into. I would feel really, really fucking sad. I'd be like, Oh, then like, why are you with me? (laughs) This is a big part of the relationship for me, at least. Um, Moving on, I asked if you would get involved with one of your close friend's exes. This is interesting. I know I keep saying that, but like everything is interesting to me in the way of psychology. So I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record. But 10 people said maybe if they're okay with it. 54 people said nope, never. And 9 people said yeah, it's like not a big deal. We're all adults. I don't. I don't know where I stand with that. I would probably say nope, never, but I've also dated people that my friends have also been interested in, but we met at the same time and like, that's just the way the thing played out. So I don't think I've ever dated somebody's ex. Um, I've definitely been like Eskimo sisters with like a few of my friends and um, that's weird, but like, it wasn't like people that like we were physically connected with for a long time. So I don't know. I would say if somebody dated my ex, like, I don't know. If it works for you, it works for you. It didn't work for me. I think I'd feel pretty weird about it. But there's like that TikTok that's like, imagine that like somebody is dating your ex and they think they hit the jackpot. You know, there's a lid for every pot. And 
if you're one of my close friends, I'd be like, you know, that's like pretty weird. I think I'd have a hard time like seeing it. Um, but I would most likely be like, mm, sorry, girl code. I'm not here for it. <laughs> In the question of which of these romantic scenarios would you prefer? I think this is the one I got the most feedback on that people were like, this is really hard to answer. If you said, so the two options were full of excitement, but no security and full of security, but no spontaneity. 25 people said that they would have all the excitement, but no security. And 44 people said they would have all security, but like no excitement. And I wonder if that's like a Midwest thing. Cause I think most of my Instagram followers are Midwest folks. Um, and I think that there's the expectation to be like tied down and, you know, have like a really successful marriage and the kids in the house pretty early. Um, I'd love to see what it looks like across the country, but for me, if I ended things amicably with somebody, I think I would choose excitement, but no security because I just like can't imagine with the way that like I love to live my life and like chase my dreams, like change things up every few years and, and travel and everything that, that I would just settle for security. I just don't think about it. And the older I get, the more I'm like, I'm not feeling the pressure as much to like get married and like settle down and do everything. Like it's just so much more of my life to live. And I think that's really great. Some people you know, whoever's married, I'm not trying to bash anybody, but like if you're married and you still live a really exciting life and you guys find ways to reconnect and like regenerate, I think that's really awesome. I think that's beautiful. Uh, but in this like extreme question, I would think I would choose excitement at the end of the day. Um, cause I don't, I I'm trying really hard not to lean on codependency. I think that like happiness can, can be within you and, and without you as well. Um, but that's where I think I stand right now. If you ask me maybe in a year or two years, I don't know, maybe I'd have a different answer. <laughs> and lastly, the last question was, would you date someone with the exact personality as you? 48 people said yes. <laughs> and 20 people, 22 people said absolutely not. <laughs> I like to like, gas myself up and like pump my own tires and whatever but there's no fucking way I would date somebody with my personality I am so complex and I have so many peculiar peculiar things that like I love and I hold to like my standard of like this is the way that I do things and um uniqueness <laughs> that I, like I just don't think I would want to date me especially with like how cranky and like sensitive I get when I'm tired or hungry and like maybe that I'm a little bit hard to read in some situations or that I sometimes play things really close to my chest and other things I'm like diving headfirst in really just kind of all over the place. I don't know. I think if you knew exactly what they were going to do, but sometimes you didn't know like how hard it would be to date yourself. Like you have to think too, you have the exact same personality that's being replicated in somebody else. Like, they still have just independent decision-making skills, right? So even sometimes where you, like, second-guess yourself or you wish you chose another way, like, they could do that too. So you never really know what you're going to get either way. You could you could still probably really well navigate whatever choice came out of it. But you guys, I don't know. I, f I feel like I'm a lot. So, like, I would not want a male version of me somewhere. I would not date that person. If I met that person, I'd be like you're a lot and like no thank you you know I think that there's those videos that are like 
a really successful marriage is like two people. It's like one person who's like absolutely crazy and another person who's just like normal or like boring. <laughs> I so, so believe in balance that um, I think it'd be really hard to date someone who's exactly like you. So I think I very much fall in the absolutely not category. So really surprised by how many people said yes, you fucking narcissists. No, I'm kidding. But I would love to really see someone date somebody who's like really truly like them. And if you are one of those people, let me know how it's going. <laughs> Is it going well for you? Um, I hope so. But that's all I have. And those are all the questions that I posed over the course of a few weeks. I hope that whatever you're doing today um, brings you lots of love and joy and fulfillment, whether that's with someone that you love, um, spending time with family, or just spending time with yourself. I think that there's power in all three of those dynamics and everything in between. In general, I think amongst a really hard year, um, last year and you know we're on a bit more of like a light at the end of the tunnel situation that we continue to share love and empathy and affection with others um, it really is the foundation of successful connection and I hope that this year too that I can share that with somebody but until then I will just share it with myself that's okay uh, happy Valentine's Day you guys thanks for joining me for a little wiki sesh here <laughs> um but i will see you next time thanks for tuning in have a great rest of the day and a wonderful weekend and a great work week ahead of you if you have president's day off amazing i don't i do go back to work on mondays that sucks um but if you have it off enjoy your long weekend have a beautiful rest of the day you guys take care and i'll talk to you later